Why? Why did she? She made me lose my clothing on the first day that I met her because I was like, what is she saying? Well, hello, my amazing and fabulous listeners. This is your host, Eglantina Zing, and I'm super happy to be back on this sixth season of Zing. Last season, we dove deep into the art of building meaningful relationships. Now, let us explore a transformative concept, creating your circle of influence. So, welcome to The Zing, where we decode the secrets to a fulfilling life in just 30 minutes. So, hey guys, welcome to The Zing, and we are here at The Zing with Double G. Remember that? Thank you for making this podcast your favorite podcast. You can listen to The Zing wherever you get your podcasts, at YouTube, Apple, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and uh, Spotify as well. Make sure you give some hearts, follow, and show your love if you find any value in these conversations. And I'm super excited because in this sixth season that we just started, um, we're talking about a theme that it's, um, I think it's really important for all of us, and especially for me, but it's about the circle of uh, influence and how you curate the people that surround you to make you excel. Today I have my first guest in this sixth season, and I could not be happier because it's a woman that when I first met her, uh, it was a year ago, and it was in the Bazaar for Good, which is a charity that they do in Miami, and there's a lot of clothing, a lot of products for really cheap prices for a great cost. And I had bags that I've chosen because everybody's fighting to get something, you know, your size or the best product. And all of a sudden, I started listening to this panel. I listened to this voice, and the, what she was saying was so touching and real to my heart that I dropped my bags, and I was just listening. I lost all my shopping. <laughs> People took all my stuff, but I just had to listen to what she was saying because I was amazed. And that woman is Kim Perel, and she's here today with us. She has an incredible story through so many paths and roller coasters and standing strong and giving us the inspiration for all of us to reinvent ourselves, to move forward. And no matter what goes wrong in your life, you can still fix it and make it better and uh, come along, tu sabes, triunfante, with a lot of, of um, success. And she's going to probably tell us what success is. Kim, welcome to The Zing. Oh. Thank you for being my first guest in I'm... this sixth season of this, uh, you know, experiment of oh. communicating and sharing stories. I love it. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. It's yeah. a new year, right? Conchale, new year. Let's go. How about is that 2024 looking for everybody? Right? It's looking good for me. We're only, you know, 19 days in. 19, 17, 19. Wow. Okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know when this is going to go out next week. It's probably the 23rd or well, no, the 19th. We're still in the beginning of the, uh, of the first month of the year where people probably get a little bit anxious of what they've done or not done. I didn't have that at the beginning of the year. But when the year was closing, I was listening to all her videos, to all her podcasts, and I got a grip of your guide of oh, Jumpstart, yeah. no? Yes. Jumpstart, yes. is it called Jumpstart? Jump, it was my last book, yes. So. She gives you a whole questionnaire of how to plan your 2024 or your new year. And I had my mood board and pictures and ideas of everything. And I printed out her thing. And I go, OK, sit down. I'm going to look. Where do you want to be in one year from now? The, the toughest question in the world. I still cannot answer it. 
You can't? I Wait, can't. we got to get going. What do you so, no, we have No, to... you're going to tell me where what? where do you want to be in one year from now? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I think if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? I know, but don't we all drive like in kind of No, and we should yeah, not. Automatic. Like the new year and right now is a perfect time to set goals. And they say statistically, if you write them down, you're 10 times I think more likely to achieve them. So we got to write some down. We got to get on that right now. But I have many and oh, uh, to be specific in just one is the challenge because otherwise you're very broad and that was the challenge for me is like where do you want to be in one year just put one thing and you only had one little thing to put so bueno you can write a whole paragraph but um but it, 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 it was very tough. Oh my gosh, but that's on purpose because you have to focus. In order to be really successful, you have to be, have this laser focus on what you want to achieve and cut out all the other distractions. So for me, I always go into the new year with a big goal of something mm -hmm. that I want to accomplish. And then there's always other things. I mean, it's not like I don't want to do other things because I invest and I write and I speak. So I have all these other goals, but I really have this one vision. And it's amazing if every day you wake up and you look at that vision, and it's just your North Star, it will like pull you through the year. And it's incredible at the end, if you likely, it comes, listen, if you don't hit it or you're close, you'll get far closer if you write it down and set it there every single day. So I'm constantly looking at what I want to achieve this year. Cheat. Yeah, but it's still time. <laughs> no, it's still no, no. time. I, I, I did my homework. I just wonder because it's sometimes either we we walk in a in a way of in a path of life that is super fast that we don't even ask the questions that where we want to be. Yeah. And when you ask yourself a question, I know where I want to be. I know what I want to do. But there's so many um, uh, accessories around it. But this, the the core of it is the one that I couldn't get to. So like really where I want to be. And even if I write it down, you know, it, it, you have a plan. But if that plan doesn't work, do you have a plan B? Mike Tyson that was in our podcast uh, a few seasons ago, he's like, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I and, love that. And then, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I think starting with at least that clear vision is what all great successful, I mean, I come from a very business background like every executive they do strategic planning you know they look at like where do I want to be in one year five years ten years it's time to put it very clearly what you want to achieve the one thing I really wanted was this family and it was so hard for me to be able to achieve that and I went through IVF and we did all of these you know it was this constant struggle which I'm sure many women that are listening can relate to and men too yeah. and just as I would put, I wanted to sell my company on my bathroom mirror, and I usually do it on my bathroom mirror, so I see it every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to bed, I put, I want to have a family. Yeah. Like I straight up, yeah, I was like, and that was like my North Star every day. I thought, okay, I got to make a doctor's appointment. I got to call, you know, a surrogacy agency. I have to try in vitro again. Like that took priority amongst everything else including my business because it was so clear of what I wanted and I think just having that such clarity in thought and, and trust me I went seven years so it's not like it happened I mean no. it was a constant struggle but the clarity of what I wanted despite the setbacks and all the challenges I had eventually resulted in what I wanted but again, you have to be willing to continue, even if it doesn't happen, which it didn't happen for me. It's about just continuing to have that grit and determination and like what's most important to you. And that was the most important thing to me at the time like that I was trying to achieve it. I had so much else going on, but again, just having that clarity 
and that focus. When other things came in, I was like, no, my focus is I have to go home and make out with my husband, like right now, yeah. you know, or whatever it was. Right yeah, babe, we gotta like, go. Baby, we gotta yeah. get sexy. Like, no, but it was like, I can't take a business trip because I'm prioritizing everything I was doing was prioritizing that. It's important to say no sometimes. And, uh, you know, I've done so many things in my life from, you know, I studied marine biology, that's why I moved here to study that, and then started a a work in entertainment and MTV, and um, you don't have a clear vision of exactly what you want to do, or especially for for girls, because then you start a foundation, and then you start a business, and then you start things, and it's like, oh, she's all over the place, but... um, I, I guess that question actually is everything has gone great and uh, obviously we have had struggles in many ways of paving paths that have been unwalked uh, especially from a girl from the Amazons and from Venezuela to you know my father's like ah oh, you work with the hippies and ah oh, you're half naked and and but I was becoming independent that was for me it was a, my main priority and still is we don't ask ourselves where we want to go and if you don't ask yourself that question uh, where are you gonna go you yeah, just uh, taking that time like I spent a lot of time just reflecting on where am I today what feels good like really asking myself with intention that was my word of the year last year which is intention very intentional with every decision I make like do I want to do this because I feel like I have to do this or do I want to do it because I really want to do mm-hmm. that and now I've carried it through to this year which is just continuing to be very intentional with everything you're doing and really because you can get you know especially being here there's something happening all the time yeah. right you're like okay but what what really gives you energy and fuels your soul and your heart and like how do you make sure like you're leaning into that and not doing just what society thinks you should do and i've spent a lifetime similar to you yeah. just not doing what anyone thinks i should do and just doing whatever i want to do <laughs> Badass. Right? <laughs> See? Bueno, it takes a lot of balls to do that. Yeah. Um, I think because uh, do whatever you want to do. Uh, but most people are afraid of that thing called failure. And, uh, yeah. and you know, sometimes people don't try to do anything new because I'm going to fail or people are going to judge me. And if I fail, um, not many people are able to stand back on their feet. And you're somebody who has gone from a roller coaster <laughs> to you know, bankrupt, this exit to success, selling a company for billions of dollars. To so, how is it that sometimes you 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 get back up on your feet and you don't get stuck on when you play tennis? The the tennis player, the tennis teacher tells you, you miss the ball, next, next, next. <laughs> yeah. So don't focus on the one you missed. So I think for me, from a very young age with my parents, and both of them are entrepreneurs, so I grew up with that roller coaster of entrepreneurship. But at a very young age, we would sit at dinner. My dad would ask me when we came home at dinner, like, what's the worst thing that happened to you mm-hmm. every single day? So we'd have to tell him what's the worst thing that happened. And, you know, we'd share who got who had the worst thing happen to them that day. Mm-hmm. And you know, mine would be as a kid, and, you know, I didn't do on school or someone took my lunch or whatever it was. And it normalized failure very young. So if you're always looking for the no, like, oh, I'm trying to get a no, of course I'm gonna fail. And you think of that as, it's, very, it's a mindset shift. So trying to shift your mindset that yeah. failure is actually success. A no is actually a yes, it's like a redirection. So just, and for me growing up like that, always 
thinking of like, oh, we failed. It's okay. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah. Then as I grew up, every time I failed, I was like, I keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. It's fine. And not, and again, I think not caring as much what the outside world thinks. Bueno, that's good that you were had a father like that. Yes, I feel very blessed. <laughs> But that's why, honestly, I share with so many on what I was, you know, what I learned growing up because it had made such a huge difference in my life yeah. that it's like if I can share that and pass it and on. It's a great exercise because, um, you know, sometimes we just uh, stay in our status quo and watch TV that we don't want to watch or listen to things that we don't want to uh, see yeah, or let's play it. act or dress or do things. Ah, let's okay. play it. Yeah, let's play it. What was the worst thing that happened to you today? Today, I don't know how today. No, I didn't have a worst thing today. Actually, today has been a good day. But I'm going to tell you a lot of worse things that have happened to me. You know, I started my career with an MTV thing and I was super, super happy. And then I had some friends that influenced me in really bad ways. Then I got fired, got a car accident, broke my leg, ended up, you know, being the the black sheep of a family. Thank God, thank God, I never understood that concept. But from <laughs> disinherited to not being talked to not being talked to figuring out the things that you want to do, I have a, a big purpose in life. I think um, I've had the luck to have um, a lot of wonderful people around that have actually helped me uh, succeed and come back with a good heart and um, and how you measure success because you know sometimes it's like oh I should be there I should be here and if you're not accepting the place you are because you are in the place you are because that's the place you're supposed to be yeah because of your choices whether they they were poor choices or whether they go they were good choices And totally if you agree. want to change it, then you have to work hard and, and change yeah. them and move forward. And nobody's going to be filled pity because of your struggles. My great grandfather had to struggle much more than I, and they did it. So why am I going to be complaining? Right. It sounds like a, a stupid spoiled brat. But um, the conversations here is I, I, I think a lot of people go through those struggles. They don't uh, have so much self-care, so much self-love, that uh, self-confidence, especially a lot of women that watch uh, this podcast, um, they don't ask. Right. themselves, where they want to go, where they want to be. They don't even think that that's an option. And uh, even though that I had an education and everything, it really wasn't a question. It wasn't much much of a thing for me to ask. I asked, and because I asked, I was tilted as a black sheep. Hey. Why are you asking? Stay quiet. I like the white uh, sheep. Yeah, but when of, I never understood the concept, so fuck it. <laughs> You're like, doesn't mean, matter. Does it, at this point, <laughs> exactly. it really like, doesn't matter. Like sheep. And uh, I've I, I've walked around many paths in life and met wonderful people that uh, that you know some of them have uh, not really influenced in the best. But I guess you learn. I'm sure in that moment of failures, you probably had the one who, uh, uh, or tell me, you know, I don't know if it was a partner who took you, yeah. took you to bankrupt, if it was a friend who make you a drug addict, if it was the other one yeah. who put you in a ring of sex trafficking. Yeah. But some people do influence yeah. your life. I and mean, I'm being exaggerated, so don't take it personal, motherfuckers. But everybody <laughs> plays a part. And, um, and if you're vulnerable and you're, uh, the lack of security, you tend to be a prayer. 
and I think it's important to your point that I remember though the only person that can change a position is you and for me one of the things I like to do at the start of every year is do something that I call a life audit which is basically looking at mm-hmm. and anyone can do it start right now it doesn't matter how old you are where you came from. it doesn't nothing matters except for where you are you cannot change the past and that's what if you and I know it's hard not to think about all the fa- I mean listen I've been sued been served been bankrupt broke I mean, it, all you name it, uh-huh. it all. I've had it all. And how do you move? Uh, like, uh-huh. But I think what I've learned along the way is to quickly the naysayers, the dream killers, the critics, everyone that is telling you that you can't do it, start getting rid of them immediately. Mm-hmm. Like really look at who you're spending your time with, and then audit them out. So if you start today and you look at write down, you know, it's a simple exercise you could probably do in less than two minutes that will change your life right now which is write down the list of the five to 10 people you spend the most time with, put a plus, really think about if they inspire you, they energize you, feel good when you're with them, put a negative if like you remember, right? (laughs) You you see that person calling you on the phone and you're like, oh, I do not want to pick up that draining feeling. I know that feeling. Oh my gosh, please stop calling me. I don't want to pick up and then you pick up. Audit them out. Like this is time to start house cleaning. It's a new year. It's like, this is the time. But it's hard sometimes because you have those people that perhaps have been your friends from school, from forever, your family members that put you down. Like, how can you audit, you know, your brother, your cousin? Just audit them. Get them out. I think realistically when it, yes, I think for me, it's just spending less time. I mean, it's really being conscious and intentional. So if, you know, I've had people come to me like, Kim, it's my family. I can't audit them out. Yes, but you can counterbalance them with like five people that actually make you feel good and spend less time and be really, and stop sharing your dreams if all they do is crush them. Like, that's a terrible, just talk about dinner. I don't know. Well, have you seen that gypsy, uh, the girl, the gypsy? Oh, yes, yes, gypsy, yes. Gypsy, what's her name? Uh, gypsy something. She's yes. coming to the podcast. Oh, great. Like at the end of the month. Yes, see what oh I'm my gonna, gosh. Oh my but, goodness, yes. Yes, you should come and wow. talk to her. Maybe we can do a three of the call. Because I'm still, um, it's, it, it, it mind blows me about the mother that put her in I, such a uh, in such a position. Oh my that is your mother and right. she kept saying i love my mother but the mother well no, there's people that have other kind of um sickness right, uh, right. sicknesses and some, but yes. in your general world you can just without remorse kill the people or not kill them but take out the people or yeah. spend less time without with the people that um it's easier said than done it but, is um, people say hey kim did i make the list i'm like yeah you're right you you're should, in you should, i'm like maybe you should make not, the list and sometimes when you're young you get you know you get um, uh, blinded by because yes how you identify because you have your friends and you're popular and yeah. one with a smile and, ah, you're perfect and that's a rotten apple yeah. um how you identify them or maybe the question is I know for me it's easier to say the things that um, that I don't that I don't want than to point out the things that I want. Yeah, but maybe looking at you so, know givers rather mm-hmm. than takers. If they're always taking or always complaining, that is definitely not who you want to spend your time with. I mean, a mentality of abundance, you know, is comes from within. So how do you find people that are looking out for your best interest? And that's what you're trying to find, your mentors, people that you work with, like they actually want you to succeed. Those are the people that you want to spend time with. 
and that's how you create your circle <laughs> of influence. Yeah. But mainly on the part of, uh, of, of you excelling as a, as a person, as a professional, in every way, because I, I believe all your, um, your voice and all your books are not only about professional uh, success, as you said, you know, success was not me making a business. It was about creating yeah. a family, and and you did yeah. all of them. Yes, I think. Well, I think your happiness, personally, reflects your, which reflects your success in business, and vice versa. Your business reflects your personal, and maybe they don't always go at the same time, yeah. right? You probably can't. You can't have it all. Um, there's always, you know, you you have to lean in one place or another. So to the point, when I really was trying to have my start my family, I had to lean in, and I could not. You know, you only have so much time in the day, and you just have to prioritize what is most important to you. And I think that's very hard for people to, to choose. Do. Mm -hmm. And because you kind of have to choose. See, and then when your kids are 21 and they tell you, fuck your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they told me all good. the things I did. I know, yeah. I, I said that this morning. I'm <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh. You should have done my business. I know. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. But You're not a good mom. I, I hate you. <laughs> like, I wanted you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Does it happen to you? Yeah. So we'll How say. old are they now? No, so my, I have two sets of twins. So I have two, two sets of twins. So two. you have four. I have four. No. Yes. Two times twins. Yes, the first was I, I'm, a, a twin. I'm a twin, so I got a lot of twins going on, and so the first was on purpose. We wanted twins. Yeah. The second after that happened, and our first set of twins were born um, at 24 weeks. Yeah, so it was months. really a struggle, and so we didn't want to have twins again. But then I think sometimes the universe gives you what you can handle. We we did IVF. We put one um, embryo in and it's split, which is the probability is 0 0.001 chance. And so we got two identical baby boys, which is amazing and such a blessing. But at the time we're going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened again. Wow. Yes, DNA is strong. So you have a full house of twins. Yeah, a full house of twins. Everyone's Listen, a twin. Yeah, you with your, and then your two pairs Yes, of and then our twins. And my twin sister has identical twin girls. As well? Yes. Wow. Interesting. I was watching this um, this uh, health uh, documentary oh, in, in Netflix. It. Yeah, I watched they it. Put the yes. They put the with the twins. Yes. And On how protein versus They are genetically yes. uh, similar. Yeah. The DNA is the same, but they have different um, approaches. No, I yeah. haven't finished it, so I'm not quite sure. So I'm the person that literally skipped all six episodes and went to like the last this 10 minutes to see what happened. I'm the worst. I cannot do it. Oh I cannot gosh. do that. I have to watch from the first letter of the introduction and they ask me, yeah, it's like, yeah, what is she saying? And I was like, let me listen. And then this, the thing ends and I have to watch all the credits. Oh, I love You're it. kidding me. No, you I went you all skip the way to all the way to the end. Yeah, I went all the way to the end to see what happened. Oh, and then I decide could. if I'm going to go back. That's how she uh, administrates time. Yes. I spend the whole day watching the whole thing, <laughs> sitting down like a therapist. It's six hours. How am I going to find six hours? Mm, I'm like, and I wanted to know the answer. Like, Audit what the time. That's true. I need to audit my time. That's <laughs> right. my thing for this year as well. Yeah, just really looking at your time. Like, is this good? But my Saturdays are just for that. <laughs> no, I should do many other things. No, I should do many other things. But uh, I'm going to start skipping. Okay, yeah. Just skip to the end. I'm going to start skipping. Yeah, for sure. You guys go back and watch the... Yeah. 
sometimes when I'm reading things, I read fast and I skip things. And uh, the people that work with me sometimes like, oh, but like I, I, I put that as like, yeah, they give you a Bible to just de describe something. And uh, the other day, I don't know, when you're talking about like choosing the people in, in, in your circle, uh, as running my business, which has different uh, uh, branches, um, I had to make a tough decision. And there was this person that has been working with us and she has taken my sleep, giving me uh, white hair. Oh, audit, uh, it's, out, move, But move. it's like a, a piece that it seems to be central. And I have that little intuition inside of me that says, no, no, this person not go. And some people on my team say to me, ah, Mira, you're being emotional. You're not being strategic because obviously you have a thing because the other girl, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. And I, but it took me 15 days or at least 10 days to actually make a decision and find 10 other people that are more qualified and with a much better energy. But to hear my inner voice, yeah, it was super hard because everybody around me was telling me that I was making a stupid mistake. Yeah. That I was gonna ruin everything that I was rolling correctly. And for me, it wasn't rolling correctly. So how do you, you know, when in that moment you say, listen to your voice, or you're being emotional, or listen to your gut and go for it? I think you gotta trust your gut. You know, I think, and it's hard. So how do you make it straight? Me, because that so little hard. voice was very, very tiny. About what to do next. But your reaction, what you just said, it's like you're, you're up at night, you're thinking about it, like it's, 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 it's eating at you. Si. And so that, you, again, audit it out. You know it's supposed to go. It's hard to make change, and I run a lot of companies, so I get it. But that one person that takes up all that mind space, you must remove. See, si. that is it, with it's, whatever consequences. Whatever, you'll be fine. You just have to trust yourself and have the confidence to know you'll figure it out. Because it gives you that fear that oh, you're taking that person, everything's going to fall. It's like you're taking the the, the, the biggest yep. stone. And if I have something, I grew up in the Amazons until I, I was 12 fun. years old. If the only thing that I have in my life is intuition, mm -hmm. I have the intuition where to walk, where I have to, the sun coming, it's like you will hear because that's the only way that you're gonna survive. Right. And, yeah. um, and then you have business structures and people are telling you, you know, that's a key piece, you cannot get it out. And if you don't take that key piece out, it's like the rotten apple that's gonna eat you. It is. And I, I, I like working with harmony. Me too. Mm. Me too. I value harmony above most other things. But I think for anyone listening and you're thinking, oh, I have that person, right? So people are listening mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I know that person. I've got one of those mm -hmm. in my company. Get them out. Get them out. It's time to get them out. And no fear. Man, you got and it, this. it was radical. I talked to Laura. I was like, I'm having this problem and I am not going to surrender to this because right. it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill me and it's going to kill everything. It's like, uh, it's going to eat you. Yes, and there's no, in, I mean, I've run companies of a thousand plus employees. There's no wow. indispensable person. No, I, okay, and repeat every that to time, me, please, repeat that to me. Yes, there is no <laughs> indispensable person. Nobody is indispensable. No, and once you, and it's hard, especially when you're loyal and it's been there, they've been there a long time yeah. and you feel, whatever and you feel about not, a team, yep. I'll help you build this. I know, uh -huh. but it doesn't matter. Thank you. You've got to make the decision and be confident in enough in yourself. What this is, the decisions you've made in the past, like our predictor and the successes that you've had, maybe it's been, you know, you've had failures too, but be confident that you're making the right decision. I've had so many people that have 
I've had to transition out of the organizations I've run. Mm -hmm. I bring someone else in, it is like night and day. They're amazing. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know they'd be this great. <laughs> I should have done that before. Before. And they spoil, you know, because they, they, they kind of seep through the organization and they gossip and that's the type of person you do not want in your company, like hands down. Bueno, it was a tough decision, but I feel much more um, light, yeah. and uh, I found many other people that have come forward with uh, better qualities. And yeah. uh, well, it's a risk, but you have to take risk in life. You know, you cannot make a, a, a business with not taking risk and just keeping the same thing. So, but sometimes as, I, I think as for a woman, they will uh, make you think that, you know, you're not being strategic, you're being emotional. Fuck it, uh, I'm being, uh, following my intuition and I know exa exactly how I'm running my business because I've been running it for many years. Yes. And, um, and if it doesn't work out, then you'll figure it, figure it out. You'll figure it out. Figure it. It out. So, but I, it's a culture killer too. Like that one person's a culture killer and you can't even see it half the time, it's seeping through your organization. Listen, it's, it's been a year, but for the past month and it's always at the last moment, Extra no sé cuánto, and I'm not going to say it because they're going to know who I'm talking about, and I don't want to, I don't want that. But they're trying to, like, um, it's a, a, a mental, mm -hmm. a psychological um, abuse, terrorism. Yeah. And you cannot survive without me. And now you're going to have to pay me double. And now you have responsibilities. ¿Qué coño de responsabilidad legal y administrativa, hija de puta? Yes, whatever you said, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that is, but yes, yes. Get so get your, grow your intuition, Trust set your, your plans for where you want to be. Yes. 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 And where do you want to be? Like the worst thing that could happen. Here's the worst thing that could happen right now mm -hmm. is that you wake up in the same place one year from today. Okay. Who wants to do that? No, not me. Like, there's no growth in that. No. So you have to set some big goals. So you have something to achieve and it feels so good because once you achieve them, you get the confidence that you can achieve bigger goals. And you put yourself a challenge. And if you fail, you get back on your feet yes, and try again. Yes. Knock another door, evolve the, your business plan, your uh, yeah. whatever, no? Yes, I feel that if you're not failing, honestly, you're not trying hard enough. Like I get told no every day. Yeah, me too. Every day, right? Every day. <laughs> for capital, for deals. You're for, the only one who told right? me yes at the beginning. Oh, and see? then last week she's like, well, I'm not gonna go. And I was like, oh, we're not gonna have a podcast. Kim is not yes, coming. No. And she's like, tell us that yes. yes. And yes. I was like, it's incredible. But yes. so many no's. But from so the no's, no's, it makes you stronger. Yes, it, it builds your resilience muscle. So you're, yeah. you have to put yourself in places that you're getting told no yeah. in order to really grow absolutely so yeah so think of no as a as a win i think so i'm dyslexic i've never saw i never read impossible i i, I read i am possible <laughs> I love it, so right? i am like a crazy stubborn taurus whatever and that's how i started that organization called goleadoras with girls playing soccer my dad is like what girls playing soccer in vulnerable communities i know Atlantina, please girls don't play soccer they have they play with the left feet and in vulnerable communities you get getting kidnapped stay with the hippies at mtv please don't don't make don't give me another headache now I'm 
Illinois organization is in more than 16 countries, has been recognized by Clinton, the World Bank, uh, opening as a public policies, and so many girls have been impacted. But it has been such a, a, a tough struggle as well. I barely knew how to speak English. I went to from the Amazons to a college here in Miami, and I remember a friend of mine when I said, "Can I get a Metarex?" And she was like, "What is that? It's Metrix. It's like you know the protein shake." Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> The fuck are you talking I about? So I have my own language. I do the interviews <laughs> with Lenny Kravitz. I was like, ah, water from the grief. And the guy's like, water from the drain? You mean? Like, what are you talking about? But then I went to London, studied theater, and that was like the Venezuelan motherfucker because Shakespeare is a whole different language. Right. Did I thou? Every time I had to go to outside on the on the stage, I was like, motherfucker, 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 motherfucker. And they will call me the Venezuelan motherfucker because <laughs> I, I imagine not even English and the, die, thou. I am big pentameter. I was like, what the fuck is that thing? But everything that I set on my mind, I've, uh, I've, I've achieved it. I've lived it. Uh, yeah. and, and yes, with a lot of fear. I think I, I took three shits before coming out to speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> But those are PTS, you know pools before the show yeah. but you know what it's about I mean I have fear all the time but I do yeah, it anyway to your point there it's not that I'm not afraid I mean I'm afraid every single day right like aren't we all because yes. it's true but but it doesn't stop me from doing what how I want, do you right? like say like because I'm, I'm terrorized well I just think I could die tomorrow so would I regret not doing it today True. I mean, it's a very practical answer, but I want to die tomorrow. But again. you know, does anyone actually care? No. So you might as well do it. True. That's a good one. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> Maybe we should write this wall with posts. I mean, it's kind of morbid, but it's really, you know, you think, and I think people um, in business or in social, like thinking, no, you know, just what if if tomorrow never comes, would you regret doing it? And the answer is 100% yes. Like regrets worse than anything else. You never want to look back and people say. I have some regrets because I think I've lost a lot of time sometimes of uh, by fooling around and not taking the opportunities. You are um, so young, you have so much time. No, think, age. I told my mom right? that and I was like, ah, my time passed and whatever. And come, <laughs> my time and, passed. Bueno, but then you have comparisons and right. then you have references. And when you compare sometimes to other people's uh, equals or like, oh, I was with them and they're doing this and maybe I just um, didn't want to bend my values for the things that they have to do to wherever they have to do. Um, maybe I'm a free spirit and I believe that, ah, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. But I sometimes think. I feel like I don't know if I'm in the right path. So when you ask that question, it is taking me. I have not answered yet because it's a. Uh, uh, now you're gonna have to help me because it, it, I called the psychologist the other day and the guy was like, uh, "Go take some Prozac." And I was like, "Brother, I don't take not even a Tylenol. <laughs> I don't like pills. Right. So I'm not. And uh, I don't think that's gonna help in anything. I exercise. I cry. I, every day I try to do it better." Um, but it's about that uh, interior work of accepting yourself of where you are with your mistakes that's going to make you feel comfortable and move forward and then set your challenges. And you are set to fail as well, but you have to have the strength to, you know, if this didn't work, I work again. Or if it's something that I want, you keep working at it better. For sure. Or you change paths. But um, you but shouldn't get stuck. Right. 
and the comparison's so hard right now. And I think for so many people, if you can just focus on not comparing yourself, be, right? It's hard not to, I get it with social media and everything else, but I do think not, and I have a twin, trust me, all I did was compare. My yeah. whole life I've come married to myself to somebody else. It looks pretty much like me. So it was, it was a very hard not to, but I think from an early age, you know, my mom was just like, you'll never be happy. If all you do is compare to your sister who's smarter than you, who's better at sports than me, basically all around, you know, from me looking in, yeah. I would have been miserable. And so instead of comparing or competing, just trying to be your best self, your best self every single day. So sure. it's just always comparing myself to how, how did I do yesterday? How am I going to do tomorrow? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but being a twin, trust me, for any twins listening, True. you are always comparing yourself to, did my sister, you know, did they do better? Did they test better? Did they run faster? Did they, everything, did she took my boyfriend. better hair, whatever. Did she ever took your boyfriend? Right? <laughs> no. The guy liked her. No, he likes me, but she oh looks just gosh. like you. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? My no. brother dated a twin thank and I'm God. sure like, I was like, how do you know which one is which? Oh my gosh. No, thank the gosh. Like, thank, See, that no. would have been like. And I think the other sister liked my brother and she like <laughs> locked the, the sister in the, in the bathroom and went out with my brother. My brother didn't know if she was, you know, I'm not going to say the name, but Rorro or Rorra. <laughs> uh, but it's hard sometimes, and especially in this world today, that everybody's like, oh, you know, how many followers you have, if you want to get a sponsor, if you want to get this, or look at this one is doing this. And to find that own self-identity, like I read this uh, story of this kid, the father was a rich guy, takes the kid to um, see how poor people lived. And, uh, you know, they went and after the father was like, what do you, you saw how poor people live. You like that. It was great. Uh, I saw that we have one dog. They have four dogs. Uh, we watch television. They spend time with the family. We build walls. They have friends. Yeah. So thank you for showing me how poor we are. I love that. And, I love that. And, and, and I think, you know, it's maybe I'm very much of a romantic, but I do believe that sometimes we, uh, but if I'm Kim Kardashian, I would be super happy right now. I wouldn't be complaining <laughs> about anything, but the references or the ideas of what we have of success or having a fulfilled life are based on um, how much the prices of things are and not the value of what we can get. And uh, I think that ends up into the relationship we have with ourselves, with our families, with our audience, and especially with ourselves to be satisfied because I feel very lucky, but yes. deep inside of me, I have a lack of something. But it's hard, it's trying to define success on your own terms. And it's hard when you're comparing or when it's monetary that you're judging it by, but to your point, it could it's not be even monetary because it's not even monetary. It's just about achieving things. Is like no say. It's not. It's not about the money. It's about a much deeper thing of. Um, okay, we're gonna get you a highlight reel. So you need to go home and put ten things of all the accomplishments you've done. Every I know. Time. I've been doing. It. I've like, been doing it since. Okay, this, good. Your jump start is, is like the, the one who started yes, me. Yes, good. Yeah, that's the thing that started because I started Every day, asking you. Go back through and that. I was like, why? Yes. Why did she? She made me lose my clothing <laughs> on the first day that I met her because I was like. What is she saying? And I turn around and I never even ask questions in any panel. And I sat on the front row. Do you remember the question yes, I asked yes, you? Yes. What oh, was the it? question? No. What was no. What did you, you ask? remember the question your fans ask you? Oh my god! I only asked a question to her. There were four super popular yeah. people there, and I was like, Kim. <laughs> 
You don't know, bueno. No, we'll tell talk, me. We're going to say it in another episode. After I finish all my, my, oh my job gosh. start, we're no, going to tell you No, now you're leaving us with a cliffhanger. And you answered me with such an amazing answer. And then you stood up on the panel and we talked. And I was like, oh, I have a pod because I would love to meet you. You say, super nice. Yes, ah, of course. I'm in. Sign me up. Not everybody's like you. Oh, I so, feel very grateful to your point, though, right? I mean, I'm so feel so blessed and that's one thing because uh you know i go out with my girlfriend she's like Atlantina, can you be a little bit less out there because i go to a party and i go out come out with six phone numbers i, I gave my that. phone number yes. to 20 people oh my best friend i don't remember her name but it's my friend <laughs> and that's she's like do not give your phone number can you keep your energy a little bit more to yourself and i think Part of the things that I'm working this year also is like about like, you know, not giving your time or your energy so much to other people, but I can't, I can't help it. I think it depends though, because I used to dial back my frequency, which is very positive and happy and, you know, just to like mellow low key. And I'm just not right. Like, no, let's find other people like us that want to do great things and have similar frequency. Okay. So I think as long as they're on your frequency, I'd go make new friends and find new paths and meet new people. I do. Right? I say hello to everybody in the elevator. Yeah. I compliment people. I've, my phone has 4,000 contacts. Like it brings you joy. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's a good thing. And I think the more diverse people you meet and the more different from all walks of life, it makes your life so much more enriched. That's true. Right? As long as they're your frequency, you got to go back to frequency. They're, go they're back not. to frequency, yes. open up your heart, and um, just make sure you have a plan. And if you fail, get back again yes. in your feet and keep trying. I love that. Let's go. Thank you. Let's have this 2024 amazing. Our first get, guest at the Zing, Kim Perel, give a big round of applause oh, to her. You. If you guys feel, uh, find any value in this conversation, which I'm pretty sure you guys will do, share it, give it some heart, you know the drill, follow us, follow Kim Perel, learn from this amazing force of nature, this incredible woman. Thank you for being our first guest in this season of the Zing and bringing us all this light and good luck and positive energy. I love you guys. You can check out The Zing wherever you get your podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else. Turkey. Teşekkür. Love it. So fun. Oh my God. We could, we could keep talking forever.